At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today well butter my butt and call me a biscuit have you been dying to see us live then get psyched about the last podcast network country jamboree at the ryman auditorium in nashville tennessee on june 18th jackie we're not at the country bear jamboree but i am grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater Because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including last podcast on the left, page seven, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter Side, Fraudsters, Someplace Underneath, The Story Must Be Told, and more. Tickets available now. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last podcast network, Country Jamboree. thing mj he's forged now so i bet if you ever forget the fact that archie is forged now (gasps) you just give him a slap and everyone goes oh (laughs) because he's forged now and get ready y'all choo choo here comes a ghost train here to amass some souls this show Riverdale! I am, I'm sorry. Hi, MJ. How are you doing? How do you Hi, feel Jackie. about this episode of Riverdale? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a also panicky. having a roller coaster of feelings about this one. <laughs> this ha- poor Gideon has not watched Riverdale oh, in no. a long How did time. He watch this episode. <laughs> what happened was usually I like do it early, but uh, my kids are sick right now, and I was like, I'm not gonna have time to do it early. But I had also I had like forgotten that I was like maybe I'll just wake up before the kids and watch it then. And then last night we were like we like made dinner. We were like sitting down, excited to watch Our Flag Means Death. And then I accidentally clicked on the CW app, and I was like, no, not the CW app. And then I was like, wait, wait the CW- if we watch Riverdale now, it will make my whole day tomorrow easier. Gideon, can we watch Riverdale now? And he was like, oh no. And so <laughs> I had to spend this entire episode catching him up. Which, if you've ever tried to catch anyone up on Riverdale, it's really fun. It's like telling them about a dream you had five years ago. <laughs> it really it makes no sense. To catch someone up makes no sense. Like, okay, okay, so he's building a train, but it's it's a train, not train, and that's where we're at <laughs> now. It's a train, not a train. Archie's been forged in fire. Um, whoever this Drake lady is, Don't. at least there was some potential hot 
Lily Reinhardt on Drake action. I think that sustained us all through this episode. Everyone's about to hear on page seven, because uh, we're going to report page seven right after this, about how I just watched um, Top Gun for the first time. And watching it before this, all every episode was like, kiss. Yes, that kiss. was yesterday. Make them kiss. Why aren't they kissing? Jessica Drake, I don't trust her for a goddamn second. I can't tell if she's going to betray Betty or if she's going to kiss her or both. It's usually it's a both. Be, I think it's going to be a little bit of both. So, uh, Jill, is it Jillian Drake? I don't know. Jessica Drake? I don't know. Drake. She's just Drake it to me. It is the agent that is underneath Betty. Oh, I wish Where did literally. she come from? Have we, have we met this bitch before? She has been nameless and almost faceless this entire season, but okay. in the the CIA office that Betty has, she has been working with her in this office very randomly in scenes. I was wondering if this very attractive woman off to the side was ever going to be brought in. And so she's like, Agent Drake, because now Agent Drake knows everything. Like, is like Betty is confessing to her everything about the serial killer gene, about the, oh my God, they're doing all this... They really lost me with the science of this episode of Riverdale. I will say that because <laughs> what Betty's going on, uh, what's going on with Betty in this episode the is that, so remember last week, she found out that her father was grooming her. And then she's worried that Alice is grooming, because Alice, who has the serial killer gene, is right. grooming the twins. Who are Because back. the twins came back. We haven't seen them in... I mean, uh, I don't know. at least since la last time I remember seeing them was the episode with Pincushion. You know, do you remember the Pincushion game where they oh my put God, all the knives yes. in that guy? They put the knives in that guy. <laughs> they put the knives in the guy and then they killed them all up. And yes, the children. I forgot they do have the serial killer genes, but they don't. Only the little girl has the, only Juniper has the serial killer gene and Dagwood doesn't have the serial killer gene. But pray tell, MJ, <laughs> why did Betty see the mean guy aura around the young boy and not the young girl because they were trying to figure out. Okay, guys, stick with us. This is like an organic <laughs> chemistry test. Honestly, I, I was like last night, I, was, I said like very earnestly and sincerely to Gideon, like I'm having a hard time following the science experiment going on right now. And no Gideon was idea. like, it's because it doesn't make any sense. You can't like, <laughs> like you can't, like what are they controlling for? So, she sees the aura around Dagwood, but she does a genetic test on both of them and only Juniper has the gene. And so then they're like, okay, it's time to go find, you have to go look at all these other people you've seen auras around and genetically test them to see maybe you have a blind spot so that if somebody has a serial killer gene, you don't see their aura. It, it is getting... <laughs> Really complicated, especially with Betty's threat vision or whatever we, which call is it. by the way a stupid superpower, and I don't think it we've is. said that before. But Gideon it was is. like, "What are all their superpowers?" And I went through, and I was like, "Betty can tell if someone's dangerous." And I was like, "Yeah, that's just kind of like an intuitive thing that a lot of people have." That's the thing, and I also, which I'm realizing, I'm like, "But she saw Uncle Daddy." So in this episode, she sees the aura around Uncle Daddy, and I was like, "Why didn't she see the aura around Uncle Daddy?" 
the day before when she also saw him. And I guess if we're going to break down the properties of threat vision, <laughs> and also I need everyone to know this is plot C of this episode. This isn't even plot A. <laughs> I'm mad that we're even talking about it, honestly, but we have to. <laughs> we have to because Jillian Drake is here now. Yes, who knows all about this. Jillian Drake. So they were trying to determine whether or not if you have the serial killer gene, if that's what she could tell with her threat vision, but that was easily disproved. But I think that it's... She sees threat vision right as they, like, the malintent is already formed in their mind of what they are about to do. Ah, uh, so, like, yeah. Okay, when so she that's, takes, that's interesting, I guess. Yes, because she took butterscotch, a.k.a. caramel point two, <laughs> away from Dagwood and Juniper because Dagwood had the aura and she was worried that he was going to smash the cat's but then she took the cat and put the cat into a shelter. Bitch, just give the cat to anyone else you know for like a day while you figure out whether that seven-year-old child is actually going to kill him or not instead of giving the cat to a shelter. What's wrong with you? I know. Oh, my God. And all in the service. By the way, you should know that if you're not watching these episodes, when you picture Jillian Drake, picture like a kind of like you know, like a Zoe Deschanel type with like, you know, brat, like the bangs and everything. And then, but, but also she's delivering like a lot of like faux hyper scientific monologues. So oh, like Betty yeah. was like, can I confess something to you about my auras? And she's like, well, people do give out energy in the form of waves and you must just be hyper astute to those waves it's like they are trying so hard and i'm like riverdale i don't want the scientific explanation don't spend time on it no it's fake like what are you talking about and it's just especially with her all i heard was (laughs) and i'm like are you gonna kiss her or are you gonna turn against her like that's all i can think about and we get it it's like a Mulder and scully situation except it's not because you're both the Mulders. like yes. and it's everyone just wants you to kiss and there's a lot of kissing one thing i will give to this episode i don't think i like this episode as much as i liked last week's episode but i will say that there is a satisfying amount of kissing ambiguity because we like you know obviously uh archie and veronica kissed last week but it was just like a fun funsies not sexy kiss but was it only or not obviously jughead's been having a big boner for betty lately in his memories but not doing anything about that and now we have betty having a lot of sexual tension with drake and also in this episode there was a lot of sexual tension well at least there was some sexual tension between Between jughead Jughead and veronica so we are hoping that we are building towards the foursome we've been waiting for for six years please please Uh, and you know what if heather and cheryl end up in the mix i am Fine with it. <laughs> yes, I, Heather and Cheryl, the hot witch, hot witch librarians, is a satisfying development. I give that plot line an A plus. I still, though, don't quite understand what was going on. Again, sometimes we watch. Um, I'm including you in the, this, MJ. Sometimes we watch Riverdale uh, because we literally have to. And last <laughs> night was one of those when I was just like, I have to just put it in my skull so that I can talk about it tomorrow. So I don't. I was kind of. 
Riverdale, again, it's you're right. You said this last week. It's one of those when you're looking down at your phone, you look up and you're like, wait, what is happening? And that is what happened to me a couple of times with this episode. Heather, I can't get past the wig. I know. Why it's does she look like distracting. that? I don't know. <laughs> it's so strange because I, I get it. She's supposed to be like a hot librarian. Great. Great job with the glasses, like wardrobe department. But what is going on with the wig? It must be a re- there must be some reveal being set to be. Ha- I keep being like, is she not Heather? You know, like is, because or is it just a terrible wig? It has to. There has to be a reason of why it is such a. I can't look away from like I between that and also like I can't stop staring at her mouth for some reason there's just something in how deliberately in which she speaks that I can't look away from her mouth and the wig and so what she's another one that I'm like wah, 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 wah. I'm like yes. okay witchy witchy are they gonna start <laughs> kissing or will yes. they be kissing soon yes it's just like you're yes her and Drake both is just like okay I get it you're kind of hot in a like non-memorable way um, and I want you to kiss each other. I want so you to bad. kiss, you know, great. But like, you are so, there are every new character that they bring into Riverdale, you know, to last night was the first time I felt even a stirring for Percival, but I just keep being like, if you're going to bring in these new characters, you better make them as hot as, you Hiram know, Lodge. the Hiram Lodge, and, Skeet and, yes. I know I'm a broken record on this. I say it every week, but like, I just feel like Heather is like, Kind of hot, but like in a weird way. Drake, I think she definitely is hot. If they could just like take the wig off, like if we could just, I don't know why they're they did her dirty like this. There's just something weird going on, and there's something weird going on with Percival. Is like a if if he's not a Monet, but he's like a ten. One in ten Monet. Like sometimes, yes. if you look at him just right, you're like, oh, he looks okay. okay. Yes, <laughs> but that's I it. get it. It was it was it the plaid suit because I kind of was yeah. feeling it. I was yeah. kind of feeling it. I definitely it's the got dandy the dandy outfits. You know, I yes. like that. I like a dandy. I completely understand in that, and I'm like because same. So I was like, hmm, do I have a, st- a genital stirring <laughs> over here? And it was immediately beaten back into submission. Don't you worry. <laughs> Although, again, but what was going on with Jughead and Veronica, I was weirdly turned on it. But all right, we're not there yet. Because before we even talk about what happens with Cheryl and Heather, number one, Cheryl, remember the book episode when they decided that they're getting rid of the library? Now, Cheryl wants to turn Thornhill into Riverdale's privately owned library. I love so all the private <laughs> privatization <laughs> rhetoric in Riverdale. I love it. Riverdale's, and she says, she's like, Riverdale's very first private library. I'm like, I don't, okay. okay. Like, I get that there is no city infrastructure here, but like, uh, you know. It's a town, not just, town. Can you just make your home a library? Maybe you can. I guess so. Well, they certainly couldn't make Pops a historical landmark uh, because they got denied. And this all does have to do with each other because Heather does finally tell Cheryl, even though we all knew this, that she is a witch from Greendale and so obviously is a part of the coven that happens in Greendale over on Sabrina. Right. So Cheryl's like, I think I'm also a witch. Can you like sexy teach me how to be a witch? And Heather's like, fuck that, I will. (laughs) And they didn't kiss, but they should have kissed. That scene was satisfying. It was very like, they were doing their whole like, I bind you, Heather, from doing, I I haven't seen enough witch movies to not only exclusively think of the craft, but you know, it's it was very satisfying and a like, you guys are hot witches. This is what we've always wanted. Thank you, you know? Yes, and I'm here for it. Now, they will be brought in because, now, this is another plot. So this is the A plot. 
that I actually was truly confused by. So you guys remember how Percival came in and was like, I'm going to bulldoze Pops because I'm going to make a train. And the train's going to bring a bunch of jobs to the town. Yes. But they keep bringing up. Now, Jeff kept yelling about the, what is it? The something location, like the like that he owns it. Like, I forget what the phrase is that like, he owns it, but he doesn't own it. Like, he owns the land, but he wants the diner. Like, it's like some sort of rights. They said it multiple times in this. <laughs> and I and now I, I can feel Jeff being like, this is what it's called. <laughs> um, and I can't think of it. But essentially. Eminent domain? Eminent domain. <laughs> and I don't know what I don't know what it means either. And Jeff apparently knew a lot about eminent domain and what the rights of eminent. I was like, okay. Essentially, what they were doing would not make sense, which is what take apart <laughs> pops. They're like, okay, you own the land, but you don't own pops, and you can't bulldoze our like meeting space. So what? Ar and Archie comes in. He's like, I've got a construction crew that I don't have to pay barely anything to. <laughs> Although Art also Archie suddenly really pro union, which is which very pro union. I love a woke Riverdale. Yes, unionized. Very pro union. And he is against um, Percival, who is trying to do non-union jobs. So they really bring this in with this. So they were going to pull apart Pops. This was Tabitha's idea. Brick by brick. And Tabitha. put it away in storage until she could buy a new plot of land and then rebuild the exact Pops on a different plot of land. Now, every time Archie and his crew would come through and start breaking it down... <laughs> Overnight, magically, everything would be put back into the diner the way that it had been. This is actually making more sense as I say it aloud, because <laughs> while I watched it, I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, what is per Percival also can like move shit like with his mind like is can he also do that that we didn't know about right because he kind of claimed credit for it he was like oh it looks like you can't you know do your plan but was it Percival yeah. or was it the truly scary ghosts who have apparently been living in pops this whole time it was the ghosts of the people that died in pops never before mentioned that didn't want it to Okay, guys. Also, more people have died in Pops than that. <laughs> right. Like, haven't we That's seen like, like, people we we've know seen, die in Pops? I think two people, or maybe they, they were just shot. I guess, right. Fred Andrews was shot in Pops, oh, right? He remember? should haunt Pops. But oh god, wouldn't that be great? Uh, if he were Perry. like, if he were literally still alive, like, yeah, he were, like actually still alive, I bet that they would do something like that. Yeah. So it's the four ghosts. That they just show up in, like, how does Tabitha know that it's a ghost? Because overnight she sees that it's been put back in and all ghost lights are on inside and she's seeing a dead waitress give coffee to patrons and they all were genuinely scary. But I was it was like, spooky. What the fuck happened to them in there? I don't how think did they die in there? There was no explanation of why this waitress has, like... It is like half burned. Like what yeah. happened? We're, you're gonna know. you're gonna give us four to five ghosts with no backstory, and I will hand it to him. It was spooky. Like nothing, nothing more spooky to me than like a really quick shot to like a lit up. There was like a fast, quick shot to like a fully lit up diner, and then when yeah. she walked in, it was like dark and empty. Ooh, yeah, I like. Yeah, it, it was you know. Great. So good job, Riverdale. I like ghosts. Do ghosts and witch at the same time? Sure, but tell us, give us the backstory of the ghosts so that I care about the ghosts. 
Yes. And also, I will say, I was excited that it wasn't like, Percival can also do this. Like, I'm glad yes. that there was a different reason that wasn't Percival. Yes. I was like, thank Agree. God. Because I feel like he's just like, oh, he's like the uh, termites underneath <laughs> uh, a building. Just eating it slowly from the inside out where I'm like, okay, just tent it already. <laughs> oh, good, <laughs> good termite, good termite analogy, analogy. Jackie. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so it's the so they talk to the ghosts and they're like, hey ghosts, why won't like we have to do this because Percival is going to bulldoze pops and like you can't bulldoze pops because they have to, as ghosts. To be able to pass on, they have to witness the grand fight between angels and demons that is going to happen at Pops. But I just am surprised a little bit how much the building comes into play because the Pops is also like the tether and the way for Tabitha to move through time. <laughs> and it's also the place where the great war between good and evil has to take place. But then also, why do the ghosts have to see the war to be able to pass on? That doesn't go along with regular ghost rhetoric, I will tell you that. What about their unfinished business? I've seen the movie Heart and Souls, and I know that that's not how it's supposed to work. That was It, it is tough because you want to root for the ghost plotline, but I it does it makes no it makes zero sense. They don't have any unfinished business. It, they died in Pops. Yeah. Pops is the site of the future war between heaven and earth, and therefore they can't leave Pops. So they have to sabotage the effort to save Pops. And then when Tabitha's like, no, 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 I'm trying to save Pops. They're like, okay, we'll, that's fine as long as you rebuild it as fast as you can. No time frame. No. It should have been like, you've got 24 hours. She's just like, oh, okay, I can't put it into deep storage. I just have to try to rebuild it quickly. And they're like, yes, and only then will we not sabotage. <laughs> and she's like, okay. We'll okay. put it at the El Royale. <laughs> it makes no now, sense. Pops is inside of the El Royale. Yes, the El Royale. That was also a fire department. That was also an orphanage. <laughs> that was also a boxing ring establishment. It is not anymore. It is now Pops Diner. They got all the electricity hooked up. They got it all done within one day. I don't know why it made me so. I was like, of course they're putting it in the El Royale. Move out all the orphan boys that live under the boxing ring. You got to get out of here because we got to put pops in here. I mean, I honestly was surprised the El Royale was even still functioning because Archie is like both a high school teacher and like a full time construction crew. Yes. Foreman. You know, yeah. Stu Stu Foreman. Yes. Thank you. I was like, Stuart, what do we call them? Yes. So he's got a lot going on and, but you know, he's like, yeah, sure. Take over my boxing ring, turn it into like the ghost of pops diner. And the ghosts are like, yeah, sure. We're all good now. Yes. And I don't, uh, and I, I guess that's fine. And in all of this, now there was the union fight. I, sorry. I also just remembered that. Um, so apparently the, the waitress, the half burned waitress, her name, 
She had a name. Gilda. Her name is Gilda, and I did not know that. And I'm looking at Gilda. I they did not say the name Gilda. We would have remembered the name Gilda. Hello. I am trying to look up into um the so they said that they have to bear witness, right? And that if they are not there to bear witness, there cannot be a final battle. So if there's no final battle, I guess evil definitely wins. And they're trying to defeat the eldritch evil, which is apparently an actual thing. <laughs> It it's is, a trope. It's a tr- okay. Okay. So we need like some mythology. We need witch experts. We need ghost experts, and we need like mythology experts. We also need Bible experts. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going, and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica. We'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Packages by Expedia. You were made to be rechargeable. We were made to package flights, hotels, and hammocks for less. Expedia. Made to travel. Eldritch, okay, so there's Eldritch locations. Locations take many forms. Um, They are usually dark, unsettling places where the laws of physics, geography, and others never seem to function properly. So they were referring to Pops as an Eldritch location. If it even exists in the same dimension as the insignificant little blue planet Earth, chances are it is either outside the world entirely um, and often accessible only by some kind of gateway, like a portal, or located in a strange, unknown corner of the Earth, like Riverdale! I am looking at the evil wiki right now, by the way. Just a wiki about evil things. <laughs> I feel like I should have probably read into this before, but if you know more about Eldritch um, evil, please send in uh, send it in to page7podcast at gmail.com because this is a lot to do with the power that Percival has. Right. And um, Jeff was squawking at me about it. I wasn't listening. I straight up wasn't listening to him. It's Riverdale <laughs> is under the like sorely mistaken assumption that we want... 
like 18 episodes before we get the payoff. Yes. And we don't. We need to understand what's going on now. We don't want to spend a whole season four only to find out about the organ harvesting, you know, at the very end. Like, we need... They're 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 playing too much. The chess is too three dimensional. It is make it make sense for us, Riverdale. Like hold our hands. Tell yes. us. Don't I don't want to find out in the season finale what the fuck was up with Percival this whole time. I want to know now. No, I don't. Still don't know what's up with him. I still don't know whether he's a fucking ghost or a demon or or why. You know, I just don't. Yeah. We just don't know. No idea. And, like, while we're also dealing with Betty and, like, the real-life horrors of, you know, serial killer genes and what's going on over there, of, like, actual murderers, and I think that Percival is, like, he's got to be some sort of demon that is sparking this off. But again, yeah, we don't know enough about it. Yeah, and that's a good point, because we're spending all this time over here with, like, Hal Cooper again, and, like, the trash bag killer and, like, real serial killers. It, is there any connection between Betty's plotline, the serial killers, and like the ghosts and demons there has to be but now i just remembered sorry i'm backtracking okay. backtrack backtrack okay. to jillian drake thank you jillian drake the agent smoochie, smoochie. because i did want to remember to say okay. this she brought up the fact that like betty was like i'm so glad that you came to work on tbk with me and she was like yeah when like i like I, and you brought your expertise of TBK to come and help me catch him. I feel like Jillian Drake has something to do with TBK. And I think at some point, Betty's going to see the, the aura not around trauma, her. The aura around her and realize that she has something to do with TBK. Like whether she's like getting in to be able to like know everything about Betty and then like kind of corner mm. her off and get her back into to be like mm. with TBK. I know that she can't be TBK because it's like I've, of course, stared at the body of TBK during the scene where she was cutting up the body to be like, whose body does it remind me of? But Lord knows, I don't think that Riverdale, it's probably not even the same body of whomever it's going to end up being at the end of this. <laughs> right. uh, remember that with Gargoyle King where like I tried to look at how like how uh, big is the person? It's like, no, it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter. Did, also, there was matter. like two Gargoyle Kings. One was, was fake Gargoyle King. One was real How are they going to get us out of this? I don't, I don't like, know. They're they, in way over their head. Like I don't know what they're yeah, going to do. Yeah, this it's like last week's episode, it was like, okay, maybe they're going to do it. Maybe they're going to do it. And then this week's episode is just like, you are, you are out over your skis, Riverdale. You have no fucking idea what's going on. This episode had so much happening because while, like, when they're moving the diner, trying to move the diner, there's also the union war between... Archie and Percival because what ends up happening is that ugh, my brain can barely wrap around it. Percival comes with bad daddy, uncle daddy and uncle daddy is going to be the foreman of the crew that is working for Percival to build the train through the town and they are going to be non-union, but they're also paying a lot more money than Archie is paying. Pay attention, union busters are also yes. the devil. Yes, they are. <laughs> and just like Percival is the devil. So they are taking part of their crew to go work on that. But what Gilda, the technically no-named burned waitress, tells Tabitha is that, oh, he's building the ghost train? Yes. 
ghost train. So he's not building a real train. He's building a ghost train, which in my brain, I was like, what does he need a crew for then? Do you actually have to lay down the tracks of a ghost train? Or can't you just have a ghost train like come through the town? Anywhere, right. Now, apparent, right. So Percival, <laughs> right. It's not all this time we were like, why does Percival want, again, Riverdale, the setup is too long for the payoff. But all this time we've been like, why does Percival want this railroad is it like a you know uh, is it's like a kind of harold hill situation where he's just coming to swindle everybody but no also he's like a white supremacist and he's a devil and so what is what's happening and it turns out right it's not just any old railroad the ghosts tell us it's a ghost train and it's there to amass souls to so that he can take souls from different towns and bring them in for the battle of good versus evil. So I'm assuming this is his version of like getting the troops together. And he's going uh. to do it via ghost train to bring the souls to Pops for the fight between good and evil. And is there some like references, some literature on ghost trains that we all should be familiar with that I'm just not familiar with in terms of the rules of ghost trains? I am not going to lie to you. I did just type in what does a ghost train do? <laughs> what infrastructure Google? is needed for a ghost train to come to my town? <laughs> but there's also trains referred to as ghost trains that are empty trains that keep the lines free of snow and ice through the night. Uh -huh. So like subway cars, like when you see the like those kind of subway. So I guess they have the same kind of thing that's also can be referred to as a ghost train. But in this instance, it is <laughs> literally a ghost train. And um, the Eldritch Evil. There's just, I feel like there's never in my life has Riverdale made me feel so dumb. I was like, I don't know anything about any of this stuff. Yeah. I don't know what, like when she said Ghost Train, like she was like a mic drop of like, wow, what is it that means? That was how I felt. <laughs> I was like, well, there's a lot of references that are put down that I don't pick up with Riverdale. So this much, like a lot of the Stephen King references and stuff that I just wasn't getting, but were there and were, were being done well. Like, so I was like, this must just be a thing that is a thing that I don't get. Like, ghost train, everybody knows about a ghost train. And I mean, I think I think I know what it is. I have, I have an idea, but like... I mean, now we figured it out, kind of, <laughs> I think. But again, like, is it... Is it a real train? It's does it or is it a virtual train? Like is you know, no, is I it guess. a metaphor? I guess it's a metaphor. Um, so now we're gonna have a ghost train coming through. And I don't know why he needs to physically build it and why it has to be non-union workers that do it so that he can exploit them. But I guess that's why, so he can exploit them and their souls, maybe? And what do the ghosts and pops have to do with the ghost train? Nothing, incredibly? like They were there to tell us about the ghost train. They're there to tell, they know, they've heard on the ghost. In the ghost pipeline? Yeah, yeah, the grapevine, <laughs> yeah, yeah you know, the ghost grapevine. Grapevine, <laughs> Jesus Christ, my brain! Uh, trying to just wrap my head around what, all of this happened. Guys, we still didn't even talk about other plot lines. There are two other plot lines that happened in this. One has to do with TT and Fangs. Yeah, I was gonna and say. And the other one has to do with Veronica and Jughead. Talk These about union busting. Like, there was so much happening in this episode. Just so much. Yeah, so so Fangs, 
fucking idiot that he is uh is like idiot (laughs) i'm done i'm kind of done with fangs i know me too i was because gideon hasn't watched in a while and he was like wow tt and fangs both got like way finer and i was like i think you might be right but also i'm just so annoyed with fangs that i don't feel anything for him anymore right yes i'm so upset about like the fact like i'm still upset about the guns yeah ever since he brought all those guns into his house with a crawling baby i can't i can't feel anything for him inside of the baby's fucking room (laughs) that you just had an open bag of guns (laughs) but but don't worry he's also a fucking idiot and so even though he's in a union apparently apparently everybody on archie's crew is in the union and they're all like, and I love, I, I was like, I, I was making fun of Archie for being like, it's a union job. That means there'll be benefits and, you know, yes. uh, whatever Paid amount of hours. Yeah. And he like describes, he describes all the benefits of union. And I was like, why did Archie do that? But it was because they were setting up for uh, the anti-union, the union buster crew, which was Percival and Uncle Daddy to come in. And then they're like, you know, signing bonus and, and, you know, better hourly pay. And Fangs is like, yeah, you got me. Bruh, you have a child. Don't you want to stay with the job that gives you benefits and like job protections? But no, he's a fucking idiot. And he's like, yeah, I'll go with the devil for more money. And then TT is like, are you a fucking idiot? We hate that guy. He's literally the devil. And Fangs is like, oh. I so. did it for us, but because all of this, because they met with a social worker, this it was too much. There was too much in this episode. They met with a social worker, and the social worker's like, "You guys don't really look that good on paper. <laughs> You're both gang leaders," and they're like, "Oh my god, we are gang leaders. How are we gonna get baby Anthony back? How are we gonna get? Ba- I don't give a fuck about baby Anthony. You heard it here first. I don't care about this plotline. They have been doing this like kind of like." Throw in a custody battle, like I, I don't care anymore. No, I don't care. There's no real way to like have an interesting baby plotline in a show because, like, I don't think anyone really wants to like hire and employ a real baby. Nobody really wants to like watch a baby be employed on a show. But also, if you don't see the baby ever, it's just impossible to care about the baby. So it's just like yes. nobody gives a fuck about this baby. Like nobody cares. And then. It, so that's why Fangs is like, oh, oh, should I get like a job? <laughs> yeah, you should get a job. And so they decide that they're going to get married so that on paper they look better. And then they're like, oh, they're a stable, loving couple. Oh, look at him. He's got a job. And so what ends up happening is that he goes over to be with Percival to build a ghost train. And Archie's like, OK, all right, you could go do that. But remember... You gotta have a tether. They throw, I feel like, again, they throw tether around like it's the fugue state where it's like, I'm fuguing right now. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got my tether. Ah, baby Anthony, baby Anthony's the tether. How are you gonna look at baby Anthony and have him as your tether when you don't even have custody of him? Yeah. You don't have him, you don't have him anymore. Yeah. Yeah, also, Fangs is far that. too fragile to ha- be able to use that tether. He's, he is, a beautiful does he not idiot. know that he will be taken by Percival's strength immediately. He has no, I mean, people can, even really strong people can barely use their tether to resist Percival. Yeah. And TT knows all this. And poor TT, man. I Because remember, TT and Fangs were really like in love for a while. And now in today, in this episode, she's just like, 
I'm going to like pretend that I want to marry you because we have to like look good on paper. But like she's it's also like, go over on, him. girl. Yes. Get move back. on. Move on. Take, take the baby. Run. He, you don't yeah. I didn't c- c- really realize how over it TT was because even last week we were like, you know what? Her and Cheryl are done. Like TT's with Fangs now. But obviously Fangs is far too stupid to be with TT. TT deserves much better. She deserves much better. And um, we also deserve much better kissing, which again, if it was Veronica and Jughead, I would watch it. I would absolutely watch it. I didn't it. know I would watch it until this episode. I know. I know. I like it. I like them working together. Yeah. So Jughead is still using his like box of comic books as memories thing and in this episode to be able to change people's minds and, and but then in this episode he learns he can change their memories as well right so he uses using his mind control to erase reggie's memory so that reggie can't like how is he okay so then we're gonna get into the science right just for like a second <laughs> if he according to the show he can't read minds. He can just hear what they're thinking right before they say it because, of course, every and he can't hear. Right, still can't hear. Which also, that's the thing. I don't mean to harp on this, Riverdale, but how is he going to be in a show like he's on stage performing when he can't hear anything? And I'm not saying that like you can't perform if you can't hear something, but if you're doing a magic show where you are interacting with the audience and... You can't hear but for what they say inside of their head. So then Veronica is performing and also has to think out everything she's about to say while performing on stage and being her, like his, what did she say? His girl Friday, right? Is that what it is? I don't remember. It was some, some, some like old timey reference like that, that she's like, ah, what is he like the fabulous foresight? I'll be a girl Friday. And he is, yes, he's the fabulous foresight because now Jughead is a Chris Angel, but he's not Chris Angel. He's just performing mental tricks on an audience because Veronica needs more money because Reggie came in and was like, I like, okay, Veronica (laughs) needs more money for some reason. I don't know why Veronica needs more money. I was like, I thought you were rich. I don't understand. Well, Reggie's asking for a cut of everything. Right. No, but that, you're right. That's before. That was before. You're right. She's just like, oh, Jughead, you can read minds. Let's use it. And that's fine. Whatever. We should make money. We should make money at Babylonia, which- you know, put on a show. I get it. I've been on a cruise before. I understand these things. So then Reggie comes and watches it, which I mean, why would you just sit there and go like get drunk in front of your ex? Uh, it's not a good look for you, Reg. I think go hang out with your wise guys. But Reggie's there and he gets mad. And so he wants a cut. He wants 20 percent. And he starts blackmailing Veronica because he's like, I'm going to tell Percival that you put a hit out on your father. And she's like, damn it. So she pays him out. But then she asks Jughead to go into his mind like he did with Betty and with Alice Cooper last episode and take out the memory of him knowing that she put a hit out on her father. So when he comes to collect the money, Jughead goes into the comic book section of his brain and opens up the like, the file on him and Veronica and rips out the page of when she told him that she killed her father or had her father killed. 
and then Reggie doesn't remember it anymore. Uh, this is far he acted the past. hell out of this. <laughs> this is far past being able to read someone's mind. Now I'm like, but then doesn't he then have the same kind of mind control that Percival has? Like, if you could control that. Can't you use that for so much more evil than you're currently using it for? Jughead? Yeah. Yeah, but he wouldn't. He's a very moral being. I know, but in the the battle between good and evil, right. you gotta you gotta use what you got at least. That's true. Right. Well, I'm sure he'll wax phil- philosophical about it and figure out what to do. But yeah, he like I love the scene because we get to see Reggie like in real time lose the memory and he's like counting the money and he has to be focused on something else or something. He has to be distracted. And so he's counting the money and Jughead rips out this page and we get to see Reggie be like, oh. Uh, oh. <laughs> and then he's like, don't forget Veronica, I'll tell. And she's like, tell what? And he's like, oh. Something. And then he goes to Percival and he's like, uh, she took my memory. I had something on her, but now I don't remember what it is. Which, why would you ever admit that to anyone? Like, <laughs> I knew it was good. Oh, man. It really works for Reggie. Just being a big, dumb idiot anyway, and then being like, oh, I had something, but no, I don't have it anymore. (laughs) But but I I love Veronica and Jughead as a team, actually. I was thrilled. Yeah, and I really was like, that last scene that they had together, I was like, are they about to? Yeah, I think they might be. Kiss? I really thought they were about to kiss. But then also we saw like, Betty and Archie still seem fine to get like they're they're still really into each other. So again, well, yeah, Betty moved up. in this episode after all these years. Betty finally moved. Also in this episode, Betty moves in with Archie because she's like, I think my mom's evil. Can I move in with you? <laughs> Which took you fucking long enough, yes. girl. Why haven't you been living with him this entire time? Or get your own place. Or I thought get they were setting place. it up. That Jillian Drake, because Jillian Drake was like, you got to move out of there. You got to move out of there, girl. <laughs> like she was just so, they were, there was so much sexual tension between yes. them. I was like about to yes. burst. I was like, yeah, you got to move right into her pussy. <laughs> yeah, usually, that's where you should move. You should get in there. Yeah. And I couldn't believe they didn't kiss or that she didn't move in with her, which it could be in the future, though. That's true. Know. Yeah, I, I mean, I also, like, maybe this is this is. I know we have to end, but like the the article that I read today that you sent for regular page seven about Pet Riverdale ending with season seven. It was like in the sometime in the mid, you know, the mid year uh, season of twenty twenty two to twenty twenty three. I was like, man, when we started Riverdale Roundup, I did not. I don't think I was even pregnant, and when we finish it. We, I will have a child in pre-K. Like we have, we have devoted our lives to this yes, show. We're here. We watch it so you don't have to. And I don't know what our next we watch it so you don't have to is going to be after this. But um, I guess that's a, that's another story for another day. Don't worry, we won't have to think about it for another year. Another year, but we're going to blink and it's going to be here. I just can't believe that I have no idea if. When the season finale is of <laughs> or of Riverdale, like I'm like, is there one more episode? I'm just d- desperately trying to find like, is there one more episode? You told me last week that there was two more. That episodes. There were two more episodes. Okay, this definitely next- was not the season finale because it sucked shit. And uh, no, there's definitely one. More. I know there's one more, but I don't know if there's more than one. I know there's more. I there's see. One, at least at one. At least more. one, but we don't know mm. if there's more than that. Mm. I have absolutely. Wait, what? 
According to TV Line, the Riverdale season six finale is tentatively scheduled to air on July 31st. What are you talking about? It can't be that. July. It can't be July. Is it going to go all the way? <laughs> are there really going to be? <laughs> I don't know if I can handle We're that not much even more of yet. the battle of good and evil. I don't know if be, I can handle that. Is it going to be eight more episodes in this season? We got to get to the battle. I have to. See, I am so blue balled about this battle. We got to have the battle. It has to happen soon. Oh my God. We have to also end this episode. And thank you guys so much for joining us. I, I leave you with this. I'm sorry that I'm leaving you in such a blue ball. I thought I was going to maybe could find an answer. I don't know why I do this almost every episode. We will see you between one and eight more times. More times. Until <laughs> next year when we join you again for like a 20 episode season. And all of our fucking children will be graduating from college when we're done. Oh my God. And I'll be married and I'll be well on my way into just marital bliss and never have to think about wedding planning ever again. Let's dream about that time you guys have a beautiful week we love you so much and i mean if there's one guarantee we will be back next <laughs> week to talk about the next episode we love you guys so much bye, bye. this show is made possible by listeners like you thanks to our ad sponsors you can support our shows by supporting them for more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.